Hello and a warm welcome to this week's Super 6 podcast. We have missed you. We've been off for a little bit. Hope you had a good Christmas, New Year, all that jazz. As you may have noticed, myself and Bio are no longer in the same room together. It's obviously because of what's going on in the world right now. We are recording remotely from our homes, which I have to say is rather comfortable. I think it's just the most behind me, actually. Look, just some carpet stain remover. Hey, come on now. You're on job. I like that. See, I just noticed I've still got one of my Christmas decorations up. You see that? I literally just clocked that. Nah, jeez. I'm slipping me. Jeez. Oh, God. Listen, we've got another show. That voice you can hear as well is Bio back in Fenma. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm not too bad, you know. It, it, look, my voice may have changed because, mm. like, I've got a little cough. Like, I haven't got the COVID, so, like, you know what I'm saying? But I've got a cough and I lost my voice the last couple of days. So I was on, I was told strictly by my doctor, don't say nothing. So it's a bit croaky. I feel like Dr. Beast mode. Do you reckon? You get me? Let me one second, one second. Yeah. How you doing, OW? Happy New Year. How was your Christmas? Oh, getting goosebumps. <laughs> hey, come on now. Jeez. Anyway, how you been, OW? I've been good. I've, I finally moved house. The last podcast that we did with Max Aarons, I think I was, it was the day I was moving house. I am officially moved in, so I'm here. Oh, so. this is your new house now, yeah? This is my new one, yeah. Oh, LW. Like, still boxes everywhere, though. That's a good yeah, start to 2021. Hey, before I ask you how football's been going, and I've been keeping an eye on you, as I always do, um, over on. the next few weeks, we have some really good guests lined up. I was having a I, look. I know. I know. I've seen, do you know the worst things? I've seen the lineup. The lineup, people, it is mad. LW, how did you hook this up? It's not me. It's not me. Oi, oi, <laughs> people, trust me, yeah. The lineup we've got, which starts today, because I'm very excited about who we got on today. Oh, me, um, yeah. We've already touched base, I think, a couple episodes about, about this individual. But from here, people, it's going to be a madness. We'll give them some hints, right? They're England stars. And they're not yes. like they're actually they're properly properly England stars, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, internationals and that. Like, yeah, like we call them baller ballers. You know what I'm saying? Like baller ballers. <laughs> so basically, what we always say to you at this point is make sure that you subscribe and you like, you keep up to date with everything that we have coming your way. Basically, hey, bio. I want to ask you a little bit about football. Um, you had a big win in the FA Cup, didn't you, against Preston? You came off the bench. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, it's neat. It's always nice when. We get a win, especially this season, where we're not winning as much as we want to win. So, and the FA Cup, to be fair, um, the magic of the FA Cup is, I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the FA Cup. So to go there and beat a Preston team, listen, they made changes, but to beat a Preston team so convincingly was good. Um, training this week has been, it's been buzzing, the atmosphere has been good. So, yeah, I came off the bench. It was cold as hell. I'm not going to lie to you. But I enjoyed it. It's nice to come off the bench with a winning 3 1. So it made my bones a little bit more um, warmer. But no, it was Can I nice. ask you a question? Um, you know, when you're sitting on the bench and it's freezing cold, and you're, yeah. is there a party that's like, ah, I don't want to get up and do it? What? I just want to stay, yeah, stay in my coat, keep warm. Let me tell you something. Anybody that knows me, yeah, see, I never warm up in the first half. So I'm proper wrapped up. All proper wrapped up. So it'd be like every 15 minutes, I'm there looking behind the young pups. Get up, do a warm up. Get up, do a warm up. And me, I'm wrapped to the nines. I'm telling you, for, for 45 minutes, I'm just looking like, and my body just gets stiffer, stiffer, colder and colder. I listen, there's what it is. But I'm allowed that because I'm 38 years old. So I'm allowed that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to get you, you when up? you're on the bench? I'm going to get oh. you a heated gilet. Aye. Listen, now that would be one of the best gifts you can get me. I won't even lie. Do you know, I get two hot water bottles and put it on my feet. Like, that's how, but we're cold out here. And I'm I'm a tropical individual. <laughs> I'm, a tropical, I'm a tropical guy. So listen, I, I'm going to hold you to that. Anyway, we were saying that, we're saying this off air. I, LW, you've been everywhere. Like, literally, you've, you've literally <laughs> seen like you have been working non-stop. Like mm. how, 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 you busy Christmas. how was your Christmas? Because we ain't touched. How was your Christmas? How was your new year? And all that good stuff. But yeah, man, you've been busy, busy. Do you know what? Every Christmas is always really busy for me because of the darts. So the, the darts around Christmas just sort of consumes your time. But I absolutely love it. But it was so it was so different this year with no fans. So it was it was basically every day over Christmas. We got Christmas Day and 
Christmas Eve off. And then Boxing Day, I was at Fulham, just over the bridge for me. It wasn't too far actually to go, so it was quite nice. And then back to the darts again, and then in the mix as well, Carabao Cup stuff. So a lot of football. So yeah, I genuinely felt like I didn't really get a break over Christmas. And then I had four days off, the weekend just gone for FA Cup weekend. And I didn't know what to do with myself because, you know, like I literally... I went through every room in this house and there were boxes in every room and I just unpacked and I just tried to sort stuff. And like, that's in a way the only positive for me about lockdown at the moment is because it made me sort my house out. So it's been weird. It's It's been amazing because you know me, I like, I love working. Like I love working. Yes, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, yes, oh, poor me, I was working. I love working. So it was brilliant. And the darts was amazing. And if anyone I'm watched the darts... So yeah. quick question. So you've done football with no fans, darts mm. with no fans. Which was the biggest like, oh, we don't feel the same? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I think just because it's fresher in my memory and I've done a lot of football now with no fans in it, the darts, because it was honestly bio. The, the, thing, about, the thing about that tournament is that with football, you know, we say football's nothing without the fans. That that tournament, the Worlds, it is the biggest one. It's the biggest one in darts. It's like the whole world is watching and it's amazing. But it's like 50-50. It's the darts and then it's the fans because they all come, you know, they're dressed up. They're like in fancy dress and it's hilarious. And and for me, like half of my job is is watching the fans and the other half is watching the darts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, it yeah. was so different. It was so different. And the first night we had about how many did we have maybe a thousand fans were allowed in maybe not that many actually and they were all sat tables but the tables weren't in the way that they normally are you know like kind of almost like a Bavarian beer tent you know all in a row yeah, yeah. down yeah. kind of like horizontal they were laid sort of facing the stage and there were about four people per table all from the same household and it looked like they were sitting their exams. So on the first night, we were in a raised studio, as we normally are, looking down. And it was just weird. And we could see the fans. And they weren't sure whether they were allowed to sing or not. So they were kind of like a little bit, ooh. And then they had a couple of jars. And they got a little bit more rowdy, but not like properly rowdy. Like probably, and they were singing. Norm you know how the darts, they normally sing, stand up if you love the darts. They were singing, sit yeah, down yeah, if you love the darts. It was just oh, really funny. <laughs> And then the day after that, no fans at all because we went into tier four. So it was bizarre. So, yeah, the darts for me was the, was weirder because I got used to football, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's 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 a shame because even as a footballer now, you're kind of getting used to to no fans. And it's just yeah. like we got, one of the crazy thing is we got Tottenham in the FA Cup fourth round. Um, yeah. So, so, of course, we're buzzing. And we got them three years ago, I think we got... Um, Tottenham and I'm um, you know we're all in the excitement and then the fans said the same thing a shame that they're not going to be there and they made they made that game like we lost 4-3 yeah. still hurts my soul now but it's such I just can't wait to I can't wait to get the fans back I just can't wait to get them back um, our yeah. guest this week like you said actually he comes out of every mouth of everybody that we interview doesn't he because he's such a good yeah. dad and people really like him you know what he's He's that guy. And you know, it's mm. rare when somebody who's who's done so much in the game is literally, you know, so humble and he's just, like, he's a good guy. Everybody, like, it's funny because he met one of my defenders just randomly at um, a rehab clinic last week. And after he finished talk, talking to him, he was like, oh, you know what? Great guy. He said he was coming on the podcast this week. And, and that's just what he is. He's just such a good guy. So I'm looking forward to this one. So our guest this week is none other than the cycling GK. It's Watford's goalkeeper. It is Ben Foster. Predict six correct scores on Super 6 this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super 6 for more details. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I was—I I didn't mean to keep you waiting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sharp. Wait, man. We would just put you on. I was just saying how humble and how great of a guy you was. You just had us sitting here, man. It was technical. It was technical. It weren't my fault. To nah. be fair, Ben, we've we've been made to wait for a lot longer than that. I mean, I'm trying to think, but didn't Jimmy Bullard make us wait for half an hour? And then there was someone else. What? Troy made us wait for an hour. hour. Troy, that's a Watford fan. What's wrong with you, Watford yeah, boys? No, that's, that's no. Don't put me. T don't paint me with the same brush as Troy Deeney. That's Troy Deeney all over. <laughs> he does that all the time to everyone. 
<laughs> he does. Anyway, how are you, Ben? How's things? Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Really, really good, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Honestly, cheers, guys. Really appreciate this. Love this. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on with you at the moment, because obviously we, we see you playing football week in, week, week out. We see your vlogging career as well. How much of a, an escape is that from football? How much are you enjoying it? Honestly, it's incredible. I absolutely buzz off it. This um, It's something I'm for sure, for sure, I will want to get into after football. You know, there's there's so many more opportunities. And I've got to say the YouTube world as well, because obviously the predominantly I'm doing it on YouTube. It's yeah. such a nice world. Like social media wise, it is such a nice world compared to some of the other outlets. You know, I'm not a great reader of like comments or things like that, but they are so nice on YouTube, honestly. Everybody's so positive, so upbeat, and they, like people genuinely, genuinely just appreciate good content and stuff to sort of tick time away. Because I know, obviously, at the minute, it's it's a busy like it's, there's not so much st- stuff going on. People need to fill their days with stuff to watch, and and people just really are appreciating it. It's nice to be able to do it as well. What made you like? I hit social media eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Now I started to hit social media. What made you? jump on it uh the youtube with with the cycling gk it was it was lockdown it was the very first lockdown um my kids obviously we they, they were, we were starting to do homeschooling and stuff but a lot of the time they were just sort of twiddling their thumbs we were out in the garden doing a lot of stuff um and when we weren't doing that they were on youtube watching videos of kids messing about in their gardens and stuff and i i floated the idea to them then about should we just start doing something like with you kids at home, we're messing about, this is what we do. Like it, it might inspire other kids to go out and do other stuff, get active, all that kind of stuff. And then, then obviously football started again, it just kind of disappeared. And then once the season restarted, I kind of, I really wanted to do something because there was nobody on, on YouTube, especially doing any kind of football vlogging. You know what I mean? Nobody would go behind the scenes and show you this and that. And people genuinely want to see that at this moment in time, you know, the matches, the matches were what people were looking forward to because obviously they had no football on telly and then all of a sudden matches about, and they loved watching football. But then once players disappear down the tunnel, that was it. It was game over again. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing else for them to see. The story had finished almost. So I thought, how about if I can show them what happens before we get on that pitch, a little bit of it during it, and then also afterwards as well. You know, I think people would really be interested and intrigued by that and, and really want to see it. And the reception I've had to it, honestly, mate, is absolutely massive. By the way, Bea, you are like, you're like the third or fourth most watched video on my, on the Cycling GK. As soon, honestly, as soon as you put the beast out in, four. Uh, uh, out of, I've got like, what, 40, uh, there's 40 odd videos. I think he's the fourth most <laughs> watched. I'm uh, sorry, I just got what you got said, Laura. Nice, I like it. <laughs> as soon as you put his Good name in the title, people love it, honestly. They want to see it. They want to see what he's up to and stuff. They, 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 he's a massive draw, so I love it, mate. Now, look, when I knew I made it, so after the game, when I knew I made it, it was a little pride thing for me as well. I was like, oh, brother, I made it on his channel. Because I started, look, I started following you and I saw the, the whole cycling GK and it's funny because... Like, Ben got at me. I did one of his cycles on a Watt bike. Let me just tell you this. It killed me. Done. It finished me. And he sent me a message like, well done. I was like, well done. I was like, your session killed me. I kid you not. (laughs) So have you had any backlash? So, you know, people are always quick to say, oh, listen, you should just concentrate on football. Uh, You know, people are very quick like that, which anyway, I, I don't even jump on that negativity. Have you had any backlash in regards to you merging both worlds? Yeah, I'm, I completely agree with you by the, I think as you get older, you learn to just sort of, you, you've got a thicker skin, haven't you? You learn to just go, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. Because yeah. like, you'll never, you'll never please everybody. Honestly, you'll never, ever, ever please everybody. So I, I, I've started to see that if we win a game, it's it's all good. Like, oh, I can't wait to watch the video. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. But if I have a bad game or we lose, it's it's detracting from my day job. And like I say, you, you can never, ever please everybody. So you've got to have a thick skin and you've got to just kind of, it is what it is, you know. The, uh, it's in, it is a, it's a very interesting question, a super interesting question, but I, I'll always continue being the same, and that, which is why people like you, Bear, the same sort of thing. You can see that you just don't care. You don't care about other people's opinions you just do you and that's for me that's the best way to be you you only know how to be you so just keep being you and as long as you know you're a good person you've smashed it you've cracked it so let them worry about all the little bits and bobs and and you just keep being yourself that that's the main thing i love that ben i love that 
It's nice, isn't it? Because the thing is as well, like what I get frustrated with is is that people don't believe that footballers have the capacity or the time to do anything other than train, go home, come back, train, play football. But you have a lot of time. And also talk us through how much attention it takes just to go, right, here's a camera and pop in it there and that's that'll be there for the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more work goes into it than that. Um, obviously, like my most of my vlogs will start the day before. So it will start on the Friday sort of morning, usually for me, where I'll go out on the bike ride. I'll do a nice bike session or something. Because I'm a goalie. I ain't got to be running about. I can do pretty much whatever, whatever I want on a Friday and still not worry about my legs being tired on a Saturday. So it will start with me. It's like a, it's, it literally is like a countdown chronologically through the day on the Friday, then waking up on the Saturday morning. I'll talk you through what we'll have pre-match meal um we've just had a team meeting we're going to get on the coach now this is the bus driver basler what a man all that kind of stuff and it just shows and it introduces a few little characters as well along the way and there's so many people that that have been in the videos and i and i keep putting them in the videos so people love them they love to see it's like a, it's like they're watching a soap or something and they want to just keep seeing these little characters and the interactions and i think people at first were genuinely shocked but and surprised that footballers actually have relationships with like masseurs and physios and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I think they reckon, I reckon they think we just sort of get on the bed and go, just rub me, rub me. And that's it. And then you don't talk to them, but it's not like you, there's so many people around the training ground, kit men, those kind of guys that you have so many relationships and you talk with all the time. You probably talk with them just as much as you would talk with the other players. Um, and people are so intrigued by seeing all those kind of little interactions and how it works. Did you have to speak to the boss at all? Because obviously your manager has changed in, in the in the time that you've been doing it. It's changed about three times, Laura. Did you have to clear it? I'm trying to be I'm trying to be respectful, but did you have to clear it with every manager that comes in to say, by the way, this is what I do and like, you know, have that conversation? No, stop bothering, honestly. Um, no, at first, at first <laughs> it was I just kind of um I just kind of did it and I, I knew, I knew at some point there was there would be some sort of legal wrangle or contractual wrangle that would get in the way that somebody somewhere where would spot this. And the, the only thing that really came from it was somebody noticed that in the EFL laws, they, there's somebody you're not allowed to broadcast some match footage without a, a contract from the EFL. And I've got to say, honestly, fair play to the EFL, fair play to Sky. They have been so good, honestly. They were so accommodating. They saw the reaction to it. And they saw that people really wanted to see this sort of content. And they re they were the guys that reached out to me and said, like, listen, let's get something agreed. Let's get something signed on paper. So we all know where we stand and you can carry on doing it. So fair play to them. But as well, even the club, you know, the club have been great with it because there's so many other people. I think they see the response to it as well. And there's so many other people that are like, I genuinely am looking out for the Watford result on Saturday just so I can get a gauge of what the video is going to look like in a few days' time kind of thing. And it does it. Obviously, I'm, I'm very clever at uh, knowing... I know football, you know, I've been in it long enough to know what I can and what I can't put on. So I'll never make, I'll never put anything that's going to be um, incriminating or dodgy or make somebody look bad. You know, I'm, I know what I know what I can and can't put on. And fair play, like my editor as well. My editor is brilliant. He knows exactly what can and can't be put out there. So it is a very safe sort of video to watch. There's no sweat. There's, you know, we'll blur them out, all that kind of stuff as well. See, I love this. I mean, I guess we're similar stages in we're senior players. So I love the way that you're just fusing the balance. I just think that, like you said, there's people out there and LW touched on it that feels like footballers are just footballers and we're not humans, that we don't have all different sort of things that comes into our makeup. So I love the fact what you're doing, keep doing it. But you touched on that you've been in the game for a long time. So let's take it all the way back. And it's funny, even research that, yes, people, I do do research. I did research about my guy, Ben Foster, and that. But let's go Someone right back for him, ben. Yeah, to the beginning, innit? Like, I be easy, man. I did research. Allow me. So they always talk about, when did you know that you wanted to be a footballer? Like, talk us through, like, the early stages um, of Ben Foster. Yeah, I, I never, I never thought there would be a chance to be honest. Like most kids, I love football and I love sort of just messing about with my mates. But I never, ever really took it seriously. To be honest, with you. I was too laid back, too sort of easygoing. Um, I never, I never played for my county, nothing like that. I left school at sixteen. I was a chef for two years till I was eighteen. But I was just, I was in the right place at the right time. Basically, is how it happened. I. I like I say, I was working as a chef, but I was playing for a non-league team, and we had a we had a match one night, 
where we had floodlights on and there was a crash on the motorway. A scout from Stoke City was on his way home, had to go down the A road, saw the thing. He knew there was traffic anyway, so he thought, sod it, I'll, I'll stop in and have a little watch. And I just must have caught his eye. So he came back, watched a few more games. And then within three or four months' time, I'd signed for Stoke City. And that's how it all started from there. But even then at Stoke City, kind of, it was a very slow burn, you know, I had loads of injuries, knee injuries, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until probably I was about 20, 21, 22, where I think just the wires started connecting. Do you know what I mean? I think as as a young footballer, you, you're kind of all blown away with how everything works and stuff that you kind of, it doesn't really make sense or connect. And it wasn't until I was probably 21, 22 that everything started actually making sense and connecting. And I was fully aware of what I was doing and what I could do. Um, and that's when it started to take off. And that's when obviously eventually I signed for Man United from there. Did you get points in that journey where you were thinking, oh, I might need to plan for something else? Or did you just plough one in in your head you thought, no, I will make it? Without doubt, you're, you're always, uh, I think most footballers, especially young footballers, because I think males, like our emotional intelligence is so bad. It's so, so rubbish. And so uh, we're so naive and Correct. stuff. That it's true, though, <laughs> it is. There's, like I see young, young footballers flying off the handle and I'm like, calm down. Like, it's not that important. But that's, that's the stage of their life they're at. They'll learn. It's fine. Um, but along the way, for sure, like I had, so, like I said, I had so many injuries. I've had, I've done my cruise shit in my knee three times. Yeah, two in my right and one in the left. And when I was younger, I had so many problems with it. Getting back, I had, car- I had to go back for cartilage operations and stuff. But I'm just thinking, oh, this is a grind. This, like, this is it's just one thing after another. Do you know what I mean? So you're constantly thinking, oh, it's not going to work. And I was like at Stoke City, for example, I was on probably like 250 pound a week for the first year's contract and then it went up to 300 pounds but i had to pay digs money out of that 300 pounds so i was paying 70 quid a a month to my digs lady so it's killing me so but they're the kind of little things along the way that make you and like mold you into what you are and it's class i love it i love all these little setbacks and stuff because you just learn from it there's always a silver lining to it to learn something it's it's wicked that's life in general it's class so when you sign for united of course the legendary sir alex ferguson who are the players that were there like so, who was you? What was the change? Who was you walking into? Uh, it was it was, a, it was when United were in their pomp, like the big boys, the biggest of the big boys. So it, you're talking Scolzi, Giggsy, Ronaldo, Rooney, Ferdinand, Van der Sar, everybody sort of in their pomp. Jeez. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, the big boys. It was like the most daunting thing in the world. Like it was like I find it like the, I remember my very first training session. Right to like obviously I've just signed for United. It's like a whirlwind anyway. Like your heads honestly I'm still thinking like once I signed that contract I must have got in the car with my agent afterwards and gone like oh my days they I don't think they understand what they've done here they've made the biggest mistake ever like oh my god anyway so look my, my very first training session right I was training I actually I actually trained with the first team and I was walking into my goal because we were doing like six exercise or whatever and I was on Rio's team and I remember him obviously I'm a nobody still I'm from Stoke City and he's gone um oh, goalie what's your name is it Rob yeah and like, oh it killed me oh it absolutely killed me Oh, and there's nothing go, yeah. worse. There's nothing worse when someone says that and you've got to go, no, it's Ben. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Um, so yeah like but it, you know that's what it was I'm, I'm, my head was just all over the shop I'm, I'm training with like the best players in the world some of the best players that have ever lived and yeah it was it, it, wow 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 incredible what was Ronaldo like? Oh, what a ledge, honestly. What a lovely bloke as well. Because in the in the first team changing rooms, I actually got changed next to him. He we there were three next to each other and I was in the middle and he was on the end next to the mirror, actually. <laughs> um but what, <laughs> honestly, what what a ledge, like proper lovely bloke like he would help anybody lovely bloke but like how hard he worked was ridiculous he was always the first one in without doubt like always the first one and not just like to get in early doors and just sit around and waste time and chat and blah blah blah. he was doing stuff he was in the gym and then he was obviously one of the the last ones on the training pitch every day working hard and then the last one to leave as well he was always doing extra work stretching yoga all that kind of stuff so no, I could I could only ever say like that. So you know the old sort of the Messi Ronaldo thing. I'll always say Ronaldo just because I saw how hard he worked for it and he deserves literally everything he's got because he's a machine of him. And but very modest with it as well. Like around the place, he obviously he puts him on a bit of a show sometimes in the media and stuff. But as a bloke, he would never be you know he was never bragging or being a bit of a dickhead with it. He was he was just proper class honestly. Mm. What about Sir Alex? So, so obviously we know all about hair dry treatments, legendary when we talk about Sir Alex, but did you ever get anything like that? Any kind of treatment? Was he a good mentor? 
Uh, yeah, I definitely got I got one one blasting once, which was horrible. Oh, it was blooming horrible. We played away against Sunderland and big Kenwyn Jones. Do you remember him? He was massive, um, massive. like a tank as well. Big, yeah, big strong tank. And Sund- they would just lump balls up for him, and they lumped one into the box one game. And I came out to punch it. He beat me to it, scored, and I was on the floor like I thought I'd broke broke a rib or something. I was in bits. And then after the game, oh God, did I get it? I got it absolutely brutally as well, like to the point where. I knew, like, as soon as I got that, I knew that was game over, finished, finito kind of thing. I knew it was, I knew it was gone. And again, even that though, like at the time, it was brutal, and I, I, I can still sort of feel like a little boy getting told off by your dad. It was that bad, honestly. But even that kind of, I see how it's done, and I'd know never to do that to somebody because it was brutal. But that was his style, you know. That was why he was so successful. So you could never ever knock him for it either. All right. So I got a question. So what game stands out? in the most, the best way, and then what game stands out in the worst way for United? Yeah, the best game would have been the the League Cup final when we beat Tottenham. I played in the, um, it used to be Carling Cup then, didn't it? And it was the one where I saved mm-hmm. uh, O'Hara's penalty uh, in a penalty shootout. And I think Darren Bent was playing in that game. Players like that. And, you know, David Bentley, I think he missed the penalty. Um, so we won that. That was awesome. I got man of the match as well. So that was pretty sweet. That was cool. But I think the Sunderland game I've just told you about, that's the one that I don't want to remember or talk about so much. So <laughs> they're, 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 they're the highs and lows. Uh, no, I think we drew. I think um, I think somebody like Patrice Evra scored the last kick of the game goal. It was in Fergie time, proper Fergie time, and he scored to sort of rescue it a little bit, but not enough to to stop me getting an absolute monster bashing. <laughs> Jeez. When you look back at your time at, at Manchester United, on a, on a whole, do you regret any of, of your time there, or, or you know what what was the kind of overall experience like for you? Uh, it was, I think for me, it was just definitely the wrong time at the wrong pl- uh, wrong place at the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? I just, I wasn't equipped. I wasn't, uh, like, I, I hadn't learned the life skills to be able to deal with being at a place like Man United. I was still very wet behind the ears, like not only as a footballer, but as a person as well. Do you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't get it kind of, I didn't get that world. I'm not that kind of, like at that time, like I say, it was so glitzy and glamoury. Like Man United, they were, it was they were the best. They were the, the like the, the game that I talk about, the Carling Cup final. We we won the game on the Saturday or Sunday, and then we had a Champions League match on the Wednesday. So I remember being on the coach on the way back, thinking we're all getting on it tonight, surely. Like we're, we're, it's going to be wicked. Like it's going to be class. No chance. It was like lads, training tomorrow. We've got a Champions League match on Wednesday, and uh, like it was so like cutthroat. That was it done. And I was thinking, oh, I just want to enjoy it a little bit, and. I don't I, like. Don't get me wrong. Football, I'm I'm very professional. I do it all properly, but it's not that important to me. It's not the be all and end all. I think you have to be like that if you want to play for a team, especially in that era for Man United. Was you always like this, or have you developed into? Because my mindset is, my reasons and my whys have changed as I've gotten older. So have you always been? Look, you know what? Football's football is something that it's. It's something that you do and it's not something that you is or have you have you developed that over time yeah that's something you develop over time like you say it's I think the problem comes I think with most football as well the fo- problem comes when you kind of identify as a footballer so if somebody says who are you you'll go I'm a footballer and you think no you're not you're not yeah. you're not you know start again start again because then that 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 way your whole life is geared around how you're performing and how you're doing yeah. so if you yeah, have a good yeah. game yeah. life might be good and rosy for the next few days or the next week but if you have a bad game, it can ruin everything. And it's not you've got to remember as well, it's not just your life that you're ruining by being like that. You can you're going home to a girlfriend, a wife, kids, you know what I mean? You might be your mum, dad, and everything is affected by your mood because of that. And that can't be like that, you know. You can't you can't rule by how you perform on a Saturday afternoon. You have to take it away from it. You have to take a step back from it. It's really interesting what you were saying about being that young player and going into a world like Manchester United because do you see some of the signings that they make now and and they are young players and they struggle to adapt to life because it's the the pressure and the expectation I remember we we talked about it in the past about the likes of Aaron Wan-Bissaka moving to Manchester United at a young age and and whether or not he felt ready for the kind of scrutiny that you get and that Wilfred Zaha had said to him before he went it's different it's a different level of scrutiny so when you were there as well did you feel that scrutiny yeah for sure for sure um i wasn't luckily at the time i wasn't on any kind of social media you know twitter insta and i oh mate i can only imagine 
playing a game like do, not doing so well and the the backlash from it all it would at that moment in time you know what i mean you're talking young lads nowadays 21 22 23 and i see it in our changing rooms i see it like at full time these young kids getting the phone out straight away even then now they're on like twitter and they're searching their name you know what i mean you know you can go to search they'll type their name and they're looking to see how random people they've never met before and probably never will meet before <laughs> meet again they're, they're, they're taking it in as well. So if it's bad, they take it in. I'm thinking, oh, lads. And I can only imagine back then, I probably would have done the same sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I was so wet behind the ears. I didn't get how it worked. And it would have really badly, badly affected me. So I, it's something that I think play, young players nowadays, like you say, you've got all the coaches for like tactical, you've got fitness, you've got all these first team coaches, goalie coaches, gym instructors, but nobody to kind of teach that side of it. Do you know what I mean? It's the psychology side. And I think it's massive. It's huge, especially for young players coming through now, because it is, there is so much more scrutiny and so many ways that people can have little portals into your life, which they never used to have. And I, I don't think it's fair at times either. Do you give them advice now? So, so obviously the way that you're talking to us, it's, really quite a logical and informed way and it's not in any way a patronizing manner so i so i imagine having someone like you around the dressing room actually would be really beneficial to young players coming through yeah it's i love it i do i think it's class because you try and just even like the, the crappy glitzy shiny things this like some of the trainers you'll see people walk in and like but because they want to look they want to look good it's like peacocking do you know what i mean they want to they want to show off like they know everything I've, i'm cool like i know the latest music all that but i'm like lads like just chill with it or don't need to be so flash and so blah 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 kind of thing mm. um and I, i'll happily like we, we've got some young lads we've got a young lad on loan from uh, man united at the minute jimmy garner james garner mm. and what a kid like he's still a kid do you know what i mean he's still like a little kid he's like 19 20 years old but he's a lovely bloke and i think that's a, the best start of it is that he's a lovely kid so i'm so happy to like put a hand, arm around him and just try and just give him a little bit but you don't want to be overbearing and be like um like i've done this so you need to do that They're, you're going to find your own way but it is you have to i think it's it's part of being an older football i'm sure Bayo does it himself without doubt actually because i've seen him on the pitch I, like when we played him i remember watching him thinking oh that's ledge like he's just constantly going lads yes love that oh i love that but some people just do it naturally and Bayo, like I, I, honestly mate i've got to say it's class watching that is wicked Bro, this you know what the worst thing is because this is gonna feel like a bromance, like I'm giving it. But I'm sitting here and I'm watching him talk, and I kid you not, it's it's like looking in a mirror because I literally do the same thing, and it's not do it my way. It's look, this is the advice, not being funny, and I'm a bit more it, like Ben seems very logical. I've got the other side a little bit. I'm like, look, my life don't change if you don't listen to what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't change. I'm just trying to give you advice in that sense. And he says about the trainers, at Wickham, we have price check. So you can't wear an outfit over £350 or you get fined £50 and it goes to charity. So I price check them when they come in That's from class. top to bottom just to keep it in the centre. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And all the lot, the boys on loan, they have to come in. We've got boys from Leicester, Everton. They all come in with the boot-ons. Whoa, 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 whoa. After day two, <laughs> if you want to wear that, fine. You give £50 and we give it to charity. So what Ben's saying is exactly the same in the sense where I think it's mandatory to pass on experience. And I think you can't really buy that. So listen, Ben still, and I don't want to blow smoke up his ass. and I've said this, he's the best goalie in the champ. That's what I feel. You know what I'm saying? So he's still doing it on the pitch. But as you get older, there's qualities that you bring off it, which is as important as on it. So the balance is massive. So yeah, yeah, it's a little bromance. But yeah, yeah, Ben, you're that guy. Jeez. Uh, could I just jump in there? Like, I know he's talking rubbish because he said every day he'll do that. I, I, well, I went for an x-ray on my finger the other day, right? And there was a lad from Wickham there, right? There was a lad there. Yeah. And I was just chatting to him about Adebay and he went, he don't come in all week. He doesn't train. He yeah, doesn't yeah. Stop that. I'm in every Whoa, single day. I'm in every single day. Wait, do you know what? He's there on a Saturday and that's what matters most, you know. He's there on a Saturday. Thank you can ben. always count on him to be there Saturday. <laughs> I mean, Benny was literally just telling me before you came on that he doesn't like coming off the bench when it's cold. So, you know, all of these Bro, things though, are stacking it, up it against him. Now we're finding out the rebio. He knows it hurts. <laughs> it's cold, bruv. Sitting oh, on the bench is cold. Oh. 
you know what? I I can't remember what the game was, Ben, but I remember interviewing you after a game once and um and I asked you how it was and you were like, not bad, I didn't really have to do much. And it really made me laugh because I thought you don't really get like a genuine interview like that and you hadn't had to do much. You really weren't pushed. God, I wish I remember what the game was. But I, I wanted to sort of talk about that. Do you prefer being a busy goalkeeper in a game or is it just, is it not about how many saves you make and always about the results? I think um, I think as a goalie, like if you if you have more to do early doors, it sets you up for the game. Do you know what I mean? It, you, you kind of it, a nice little catch early doors or a nice save kind of just gives you a little boost, a little confidence boost. Because like I say, goalkeeping, you are such a individual position that you you are in your own head all the time. Do you know what I mean? You have you have you could go sort of half an hour without even touching the ball. So you've got to get that head under control and not let it stray. And so if you have stuff to do, at least it does break it up, and you don't you don't have so much thinking time but I think as you get older you, you just sort of you learn to the games as goalies as you get older the easy parts honestly they're the easiest part of football training's the hard bit for me this is a question to both of you in games right when you find yourself and, and it, I'm sure it does happen because you're only human like when you find your mind sort of straying what sort of things are you thinking about do you ever find yourself on the pitch in a game and then you're like Oh, I've just been thinking about shopping and stuff. Do you know what I mean? More, it must be more for Ben. Like me, I'm all over the place. Like, there's when you're, you know, when you're having a good game, your mind starts thinking about, hey, yo, man, Saturday, I'm going to go party. Uh. It's just, it's crazy. Like, it's just crazy. You know, you just, sometimes, I, look, there was one thought. I remember I must have put it on my chest and I kind of shielded it from two defenders. And then all of a sudden, I was thinking about um, Marvel. I was thinking about Thanos. I don't even know how. Like, it was just like, boy, like it's, it, <laughs> your mind just goes, it depends on your mood. Your mind just flip-flaps all over the... But that's what, funny enough is, when I watch the GK, it's, you hear the... Because you, like, you talk to yourself. So you may see, good header, or get in. So you're talking a lot. So that's why it seems, that's what's funny for me, that how much you're talking to yourself as a goalie. Yeah, you got, uh, I think, do you know what, do you, I don't, you've probably never played for Tony Pulis, but that was one of the best bits of advice he ever gave to me was just talk yourself through the game. Because like you say, you could go so many, you can go so many times, so many minutes without touching it, but you need to stay in the game. And he says, just keep talking. Like, even if you're talking to yourself, but talk, like tell him there, tell him that. And even if like you're shouting at your defenders and they're not listening to a word you say, just, he said, just keep shouting because they at least know where you are. Do you know what I mean? They haven't got to look around to see where you are. They know where you are just from picking your voice up behind them somewhere. So yeah, I'll always just keep talking because it does. It's it, that that gives you something to do at least if you're not having, having to catch it or make saves at least. So let's talk about England. What was a bigger... I wouldn't say achievement because that is it, but what was a bigger buzz for you when you got called up to England or when you made your debut for United? What was what was a bigger buzz for you? The the buzz, uh, to be fair, do you know what? Like it's still, even when I was in England, I never really enjoyed being with England. I never, ever enjoyed it. It was just, it was like, we'd been sort of playing football like relentlessly and then all of a sudden an international break will come up and you know what it's like now, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes well, before lockdown and all that kind of stuff, you'd go away on holiday for a few days and have a whoa, bit whoa, of a break. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just made the championship. <laughs> I never had an international break for 19 years. I first, I get my first international break and it's lockdown. Just my luck. Anyway. <laughs> Typical. Um, <laughs> like, I, like we'd, get, we'd go away with England and I'm thinking, oh, God, this is just, this is a grind. And that sounds bad, doesn't it? Because it's your England. You should be buzzing. Like, do you know what I mean? I, don't get me wrong. My debut was incredible. But most of that was for the fact that I remember at, at full time, we went up into the players' lounge. My mom and dad were there. My, my girlfriend was there, my wife now. And the pride on their faces was was the best thing about all of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not the actual yeah, playing yeah. the game. It's great to be able to look back and say, yeah, I made my debut. I played against Spain at Old Trafford. But... The, the other part of it, because I know what sacrifices my parents are about to make, my wife, all that kind of still travelling around the country to watch me and blah, blah. So that was the best bit about it. But no, if anybody ever asked me about my football career, I'd never, ever mention England. Or, I'd rarely even man mention Manchester United as well, just because it was at a time in my career where I didn't really enjoy it so much. Do you know what I mean? It was just too relentless. Football was too much at the time. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And it would, it's not until probably the last five, six years of my life that I've actually... Fully, fully enjoyed not only football but my life as well. Fully enjoyed it yeah, and yeah. come at it too easy with like you just learn to go. Ah, it doesn't matter. Like it don't matter. Honestly, it don't matter. So just enjoy yourself. 
I really love that attitude because I think if more people had that sort of attitude about most things in life, you can't, it's all about balance really, isn't it? Yeah, each to their own. I say that, that Laura, honestly, all the time, each to their own. Like everybody's mm. different, but you don't always have to have an opinion on something somebody does. You ain't always got to say it. You ain't always, like each to their own. Everyone's going through different stuff. So kind of leave, leave people to it sometimes. It's fine. It's just the idea of... Um, not having any regrets as well because I suppose that sort of mantra that attitude means that you look back at your career and you're kind of just like it, it was what it was at the time and and that's how you could deal with it at the time yeah I was doing all I could I was operating at the most I could at that moment in time do you know what I mean don't worry on this you look back and you go I could have done so much better but, but that moment in time I was doing all I could so that's all there is to it there's no point in going oh, I wish I wish I've never lived like that there's no point in living like that you just waste energy doing that See, the best thing what, what comes out of your energy is the balance. And Laura said it, you're, you're so balanced. You know, where you're talking about, no, I wouldn't say the pinnacle, but Man United, which everybody would say, yeah, yeah, one of the biggest club in the world. You're playing for England, which is most kids' dreams. To you, you put that in a position where because you wasn't happy in all aspects of your life, you don't put that as high up as you do now in the last six years of your career where you know where you're like as a person you're happy both on mentally physically off the pitch and that for me is what of course myself I try and teach to the younger people in a sense as you know what as you get older or not even older as you go through experiences it's you keep going on and if you can do your best you can look at yourself in the mirror and say look you know what I did my best and I'm okay with that and for me that's what exuberates when you talk and it's a beautiful thing butter exuberates what a word I don't you, you I'm, a bad man, man. I'm a bad man I did research I did research <laughs> LW's looking at me like I've worked with his brother for so long I didn't even know he knew exuberates I swear down <laughs> I wasn't even sure that was a word. <laughs> oh, that's sick. That's serious. I don't that's know how sick. you follow that up then, actually, because he's just, it, it's, the, it's the best. These are the, the, the blessing statements that come out of bio. You can't every follow every them once up in a while, brilliant. every once in a while, gee. <laughs> I think that's why everybody likes him. That's why he, that's why he, he is what he is, because he don't, like, you can tell that he don't care. Like, and, and that's the best. People like people when they just they just say what comes in their head. And if they're the, if they're, if they're the things that come in your head, then it's a, it must be a nice head to be in, at least. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I bet I it is it. as well. Can we talk about Watford a little bit? Because one of the insights that we get to see um, with your your vlogs is, is things like initiations and all that sort of stuff. And, and people love seeing initiations. So... Let's talk about the worst ones that you've witnessed. Uh, I reckon mine was probably the worst. It's horrible. Like, I, just singing in front of people, like, I don't care who it is. Like, if it's a yeah. two or three, I'll mess about and do it. But if you've got to sit in a room with 40 other blokes and sing a song, it's the most nerve-wracking thing. And for any young player, like, I, there's a story. You know Scott Carson? You remember when he um, when he was younger, he was moving, he could have moved to either Liverpool or Chelsea. He Apparently, this is what he said to me, he said, I moved to Liverpool because I knew Chelsea would have made me done an initiation song. I swear on my life. That's what he said no. to me. He said, There's no way on this earth I could have got up and done an initiation song. I went, so you moved to Liverpool? He's like, 100%. 100% just because I can't do the initiation song. The worst feeling in the world, That's honestly. Brilliant. It's brutal. Do you know what? I, when I hear that, it baffs me because, you know, we see each other naked in the, in the, in the showers. So, you know, you can't get any more comfortable with seeing your players naked. So when men have to sing, I, let me tell you something. I won't say the person's name, but so I'm very big on initiations. Like I get up and sing. It don't bother me. You already know that. So I'm big on uh, So I'm very big on when you come in, you have to sing. So we had a player, I won't even say the person's name, so... Before he came in, said, I'm not singing. So you know already, I'm thinking, whoa, 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 not on my watch. Singing. <laughs> Everybody sings. So then I was just like, oh, you know what? All right, if you don't want to sing, pay a thousand pounds. Let me say this. We're League Two. So a thousand pounds in League Two is big, big money. <laughs> on my life, the brother pulled out. He said, all right, cool. He brought in a thousand pounds to not sing. I could not believe it. I was like, what the hell? I mean, we took it because we had a good Christmas too. But anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I, but that when you say, because to me, you seem so confident. So when I 
see players who really, I'm talking about they can't eat their food. They know they have to sit yeah. and then they won't be able to eat their food. And I look at them like, oh my days, but we're <laughs> cool, but we don't expect you to be good. It, it's the, it makes me, it just makes me laugh. Uh, that team when you like because everybody's waiting for the glass like somebody will get a knife eventually yeah. and like, tap on the side of the, and ding 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 and whoever's about to do it oh no oh, oh sinking feeling it's horrible <laughs> what did you sing Ben? I did uh, Ed Sheeran 18 oh it's horrible brutal Oh, it's horrible. Was it horrible? Ooh, but we had good song. So we we, good we had song. it was at we, that was at West Brom. I didn't have to do one at Watford, thankfully. But um, at West Brom, we had like Shane Long. I don't know if you ever come across Shane Long, but lovely bloke, honestly, what a lovely bloke, and and he can sing as well. Like he's lovely singing, like proper singer. He plays guitar and all sorts. He's brilliant. We had just signed at the same time, so he did his initiation song, literally the go before mine. And the lads were like round of applause, standing up, brilliant, mate, like brilliant, well done, thanks. It was really nice. And then I had to do mine. And, <laughs> It's horrible. No mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on because I want to talk about Birmingham a little bit and your time there and your memories about it. Um, the League Cup, um, same season, got relegated. I mean, that's topsy turvy to say the least. What was that like to experience? It was. Um, it was. It was. I, mean, I love Birmingham. Honestly, I absolutely loved it. What a club! It was a brilliant club, brilliant set of lads, and uh, like I said, we've won. I think that's up there with my biggest achievements is winning the League Cup with uh, with Birmingham City ahead of everything probably um, just because it was such a special team we, I loved them they were like mates I, as long as I'm happy at work and the lads are great I'd I'd stay there forever because they're just wicked, wicked lads. And it, it was honestly, it was a frigging nightmare that we got relegated. But it was just, I think the League Cup final just took it all out of us so much that would, none of us had really won anything in our careers before. And we, we ended up going and beating Arsenal, complete underdogs. I think 16 to 1 we were to win it, 16 to 1 to win the game. And it was just, it just killed us all emotionally. It just absolutely whacked us out for probably two or three weeks afterwards. And we just went on a, a stinking run and just lost pretty much all of our game between I think it was late February and, and the end of the season we went on a horrible run yeah it was a shame really because they're, they're a big club they're, they're a bit of a sleeping giant Birmingham City to be fair they are they're a good club big club as well alright so we've we've touched on United Watford Birmingham West Brom England out of that who would you say has been your favourite manager uh, Roy Hodgson Roy Hodgson absolutely love the bloke like honestly what a lovely bloke yeah. mate I, he was proper he was proper and like classy real classy bloke and um, he took me to the World Cup he gave me a, a World Cup game as well I, we, I was third choice goal second choice goalie sorry and um, we lost the first two matches against Italy and Uruguay and I remember him pulling me after training one day and went listen You've been brilliant. Thanks so much for coming back, playing, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play you in the last game. I was like, oh, Roy, you're the man, honestly. What a guy. And Because I was, I was at West Brom with him as well. I was at, only at West Brom for a year, just before he got the England job, actually. It was it was that end of that season he got the England job. But a proper lovely bloke, honestly. You ask anybody that's worked with him in football, they'll say the same thing as well. How long do you think he'll continue to manage? Because he doesn't look like he's slowing down and, and it doesn't feel like he should be slowing down anytime soon. He'll just, I think he'll just keep going until... I don't know. He just loves it. He does. He absolutely loves it. He's probably so set in his ways of just getting up every day, going to the training ground. But he's he's proper sharper. You see him in his interviews and that still. He's still, but he's got his wicked as well because he's got his little cutting like ah, tam- temper sometimes. And he's still got it. He's still got it. Honestly, he's um he's proper. He's, he's proper. Like, yeah, he is. He can be scary at times. He, he's like a head teacher though. He seems yeah, like a head teacher thing. And he got like a little head teacher vibe to him. Yeah, it wasn't he a teacher? Was he it? was a teacher, wasn't he? I don't know. I remember he went out. He's got, he, he seems like he's got that. Can he take banter and that? Yeah, he's gold. Oh, he's golden. He's absolutely golden. Honestly, he's like um, he's like your favourite granddad or something. He's just wicked. Honestly, proper wicked. Like he loves it. He's he's a proper bloke. Let me tell you that 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 sharp side is something I think about every time I do a pre-match or a post-match, especially a post-match interview with him. Yeah, yeah. Because the worst thing is I've got so much respect for him. I just don't want to upset him. There is a clip of him so going about. Really there's a clip of him going about when he was West Brom manager. Something, there was an interview. Somebody asked him something, and he just cut yeah. him down, and it was horrible. When it was oh, it was horrible watching. Oh, it was yeah. absolutely oh, terrible. Oh. I actually watched that before I interviewed him for the first time, and it was the yeah, worst preparation. Worst I was like, oh no. And you get really jittery and you're kind of like, you can't get your words out and you you second guess everything. You end up just saying really open questions like, talk us through that game. (laughs) Talk us through those moments. How do you feel about this? Honestly. Sharp, sharp, sharp. Um, (laughs) Sharp, sharp. He's sharp. He does. He looks, like I was saying, he looks like 
that head teacher vibe where it'd be like, yo, if he wants to tell you off because you didn't track your runner, it'd be like you got sent to the head teacher's office and you'd be like, yeah. oh, right, he's going to tell me off now. That's the vibe I get from him. <laughs> tell us about your time now. So so where you are with your with your footballing life now, what do you want to achieve with it? How long can you see yourself playing in the game and, and where do you want to end it? Honestly, I don't know. I'm just kind of enjoying it as it is, to be honest with you. I don't, again, I don't try and make any plans and stuff. I've, I've still got another year and a half left at Watford until, until my contract finishes. That's seen me through to 39, which is ridiculous, honestly. 30, can you imagine? 39, oh my God. Um, I can imagine that. In four months' time, I'll be 39. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll order the Zimmer frames the two of you <laughs> uh, I don't know like same, probably the same as you mate I don't know I ain't got a clue mate I'm just enjoying it for now because I know I've probably only got two one two three years left so I ain't trying to make plans I'll just do it as and when and if something happens or comes up and changes it then we'll go with it from then but it's, it's a good laugh at least isn't it do you know what I mean I have, I have a good time doing it so, so you, may, you may as well keep doing it hey, true three questions I got yeah Best player you played with, best player you played against, and just footballing alone, what is the best footballing moment for you? Friggin' hell. Scolzi, best player played with, best player played against, probably Drogba um, for Chelsea when he was in his pomp. Wow, what a player, Drogba. Um, um, yeah, scary, scary good. Um, you remember you remember Dan Shittu? Dan Shittu would have given you a little game for strongest football. Hey, I played against massive. him. Look, oh. I've- I've only I, I played against him twice and I scored three times. So I don't want to put that out there. I do not want to put that out there. I don't, he a big boy and I don't want to smoke. Now shoes my guy to be fair, but I played against him in the cup when he was at Bolton and like we beat him two one. I scored both. I just don't want to put that out there. But let's just say that you get me. <laughs> so he's a tank though, isn't he? Like big old bloke and massive. Drogba, honestly, Drogba was ragdolling him, mate. He was ragdolling him. He was pinning him. He was twisting, turning. Dan Shit, who didn't know what to do that day. I remember what he scored at trick past me, and I remember watching it thinking, wow, mate, you're special. You are. You're a special player. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, most favourite footballing moment? Um, maybe, maybe, uh, probably the two. The World Cup debut, playing in a World Cup was phenomenal, especially for England, even though the circumstances yeah. were crap. Playing in a World Cup or, like I say, winning the winning the League Cup with Birmingham was um, that was proper. Okay, I've got a couple of questions for you. The best part of playing in your position and the worst part. Oh, the best part is you ain't got to do the running. The running would kill me. Oh, mate, I can't. I don't know how they do it. Like, I, I even even if like training's crap or something, I will go, well done though, lad. You worked hard, didn't you? You're running at least. Like they do, they run, they work so hard. Outfield players, they deserve everything they get. They get, they deserve the money so much more than goalies, honestly, because they work like their bodies must be in tatters on a Sunday morning after a game. So. Um, yeah, the best part of being a goalie is just just not having to do as, as intense work as what they do because they mess their bodies up. It's not an easy job. They get kicked, they get bumped, bruised. There's always little niggles and injuries, but they, they most of the time they just sort of soldier on and get on with it. And the worst? The worst part is probably just that you're you're on your own. Do you know what I mean? And there's no worse feeling than when you've made a mistake and you know, like for me, when I make a mistake, I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm not annoyed because I've made a mistake. It's just the fact that I know my mates are there, 10 lads outfield running, like I say, running their socks off, working so hard. And then I've just give a goal away and it's like, oh, God's sake, sorry, lads. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, honest. I didn't mean it. I feel like it's so hard specific. you, you know. I know you do, mate. I've seen you. No, you do you know why? Because, so do you know, do you know, because like, even when I talk to my goalies, I can miss four open goals or not open goals, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, four chances, chances yeah. to good chances. Like, you know what I'm saying? What I did against you or you just, to be fair, just saved them all. But anyway, like I could be doing that. You can be on point for 89 minutes and then do some crap. We lose the game and then it's all on you. And I'm like, yeah. oh man. Like oh, goalies, but you you wanted to be a goalie anyway. That's what I always say to you, goalies. Yeah, your fault, mate. You chose to do this kind of thing. I know. It's um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Like I say, if you do make one in the last minute, oh, it's the worst feeling, mate. It's stinky, proper, because you know it's all about you. It is. Bio's got a great story. It was it against Birmingham. I feel like it was against Birmingham City where they were they were singing your tits are offside. Oh, Portsmouth, 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 <laughs> Portsmouth. That was it. Portsmouth. So, so basically, yeah, yeah, Bio's. Yeah. It's a story that I'll never forget. Obviously, I forgot the team, but um, by a story about basically the crowd the whole game was singing your tits are offside. And um, it made me think about what the worst thing is that you've heard because you're 
you're right behind them for a half. So like we're right in front of them. What's the worst thing you've heard or the funniest thing is probably a better question. Oh, it? funniest thing, like to be fair, no, you, you do hear everything. You, you you get so much stuff said to you. You get it's filthy sometimes. Some of the so you can't say half of it because it's it's awful. Um, I've had a few. Oh, I hope your dog dies. Stuff like that. I haven't even got a dog. Um, I know stuff like that. Come on. Um, I hope your dog dies. What nonsense is that? You say that. Oh, horrible. Um, but silly things like that. You would always get it. Like and. Because like as well though, like Bear, you'll see it's, even on like Twitter after the game, you're you're always hated by somebody. You're always hated because always, it, always. because even if you've won, your team's won and you've got man of the match and scored three goals, you've done it against another team and their fans will hate you for that. So you're always <laughs> yeah, hated. So you're always <laughs> gonna get dogs abuse from some quarters. It's it just goes with the territory. But like you say, when you get older, you just learn to just sort of laugh at it. And if you do hear some kind of some sort of abuse that's clever, sometimes you've got to turn around and go, That was that was decent actually. That's the best I- one. Them, exactly. <laughs> Look, when you get older and people abuse, like me and LW spoke about this. Sometimes you just like, you know what? Like, like that one Akifemi tits. But sometimes you just like, you know what? That was <laughs> yeah. cute, man. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, clap, clap, clap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them ones like. But you said like we got we we drew Tottenham. And the Tottenham... That was cute. That was cute. That's brilliant. (laughs) That's how you got... You just got to say, that was cute. Come on. You just smile. But it's funny. We got Tottenham and I tweeted something. And then Tottenham fan page tweeted something. And I kind of tweeted something back like, oh, yeah, I've seen that you lot have got much bigger. Well done. Somebody tweeted back, I hope you get snapped. And I was thinking, wait, where have you gone so negative? From, just like that. You know, it was, it, it was just mad. I was like, oh, you know what? And you just chuckle to yourself like, oh, you know what? It is what it is. Like, But exactly what you say, sometimes you just look at it and be like, yo, it is what it is. That's what I mean. They're, just leave them to like do. Laura. So honestly, you've got to just leave them to it because they've got to live with that all the time. Yeah. If they're if they're so quick to be able to respond like that, they're like you could only dread to think what must be going through their heads most of the time. So you've got to almost pity them at times. You know what I mean? Be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I get to do what I like for a living, and you know, I'm enjoying it. So it just it is what it is, isn't it? The best ones I always think as well online are the ones that will send something negative and then when you reply, they go, oh, big fan. Oh, it's horrible. It's just attention, isn't it? They just want attention. They just want a response, some sort of attention, like a little something, like it's horrible. So Ben, like, is it true that you hold the most Premier League saves? how How do I describe it? In the calendar year? No, in the history of the Premier League. I've made, yeah, I've made... The most saves in Premier League history. Yeah. It's how you say it. Yeah. What? Oh, Oi, come on. That's amazing. <laughs> That's why I couldn't score against you. Come on. Okay. I don't like to say, I don't think, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, though, because I think I just basically says I've always played for teams that have sort of conceded a lot of shots and stuff. And Got battered. It is. Nah, man, but you <laughs> have to make the saves. You have to make the saves. I oh, know. No, I think the the one that I was happiest with was when um, end of twenty twenty they had the most appearances in the last decade, and I think I was third, third most Premier League appearances behind Henderson and uh, Milner, James Milner, and I was buzzing because, like I said, when you've had oh. loads of injuries before, when you've had all them injuries, and then you can have a decade of a career where you're solidly playing pretty much. That was there. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. The thing is, like those those players that you mention as well, it, it's not by luck really that that you are where you are and that you both you the three of you hold those kind of records because what we see from you, especially from the vlogging that you're doing now and in lockdown as well, what we got to see of your cycling, you keep yourself in such good nick. Do you know what I mean? It's it's this it's that longevity that you look after yourself. Even though you say goalkeepers don't really do any running and stuff like that, but it's not like when you're away from football and training, you're not doing other stuff that's keeping yourself really well maintained. Yeah, it's like I said, for me, like the amount of knee injuries I've had as well, like I had to I got to some point in my career where I had to change stuff because it just obviously wouldn't go in the way I wanted it to. So many injuries, it just you could have never forecast that I'd have had the career that I had. So, like I say, for me, I, eventually I found cycling and it is the best thing ever because I like like most people, I just like to eat nice food and I like to have a drink now and then and like. Yeah, I need to earn it because I can I can just sort of I can put on weight so fast as well like I, I can eat a lot of food so cycling is wicked because I love it like I'm not only like the mental part of it is wicked but like I know I'm burning calories so then I can go and enjoy my food chocolate M&M's whatever you want you can have it boom you've earned it you know the crazy thing is like I'm the same the last probably three years I've really struggled with my knee to had the operation a little while ago 
couple of months back. And so now I do the what bike. I cycle every day. Like, but you enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, that's the correct, like, I see you. Like, proper smile. There's not one time you ever see me smile on the bike. No once. You're smiling while you're riding. It, it is mad. It's, it is crazy for me, brother. Like, I, look, everybody knows now. They see me. They're like, oh, yeah, B, you're riding a bike daily. And I do. And you're, you're right. I don't, I can't run like I used to. So... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm on the bike. And then the latter st um, stages of the week is when I train. I get probably a bigger burn on the bike than I do running. But I don't enjoy it. That's the thing. Like, that's the mental side that... But that's hard. That, that, like, that's even... That's harder than what I do because I at least enjoy it. So when I'm getting on the bike, I, I know I'm, like, buzzing for it. Like, I'm buzzing that I'm going to do it. You still do yeah. it and you hate it. Like, so, like, fair play to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, if I didn't enjoy doing something, I guarantee I wouldn't do it half as much. So the fact that, that you still I... do it is, like... It's, that just shows, like, the professional, what you've got in your head is strong enough to go... I know this is miserable, but sod it, we're doing it, all right? We need to do this. Yeah, yeah, say no. No, I get that, I get that. That is the mental side. That's the mental side, which if I had when I was younger, and that's the thing yeah. where, like you keep saying, that as I've gotten older, my reasons and my whys have changed. So if I had this same sort of professionalism and oh, no. keep saying is, you know, you know the crazy thing is, like when you're younger... You say you're just chilling on the bike and then the coaches walk in and then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I better act like I'm doing it. You know, whereas as you get older, you can't fake it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be out there on the pitch. So do it for you. But I didn't know that when I was younger. So yeah, that's what I mean. We don't know. Older. You don't know, do you? When you're we younger, don't you know. don't know. Don't. You don't know anything. Yeah, it's like you need somebody yeah. to have their arm around you 24-7 going... Just don't do it. Just this way you should do it. This is why. But you ain't got nobody like yeah. that. You've got to look after yourself yeah, and take yeah. ownership. But you don't know how to. Yeah, it's true. It's true Listen, it's true. we have to finish this off soon. So we're going to do it um, in this way, which hopefully you'll enjoy because it's a super six quick fire round, Ben. Right. So um, best save that you ever made. Quick fire? That ain't a quick fire. This is something I've got to yeah, read. I know, right? I know, but <laughs> best save. It probably weren't the best save, but it was one of the most memorable. Was Steven Gerrard penalty at the Cop End at Anfield. Um, it was nil nil at the time. Saved the penalty. We went on and won the game two nil. And this was about the 70th minute as well, so it was, it was nice. Pretty sweet. That's big. That is a good one. Okay, uh, best goal that's been scored against you. Oh my god! Oh my gosh. Xavi, uh, Xavi Alonso. Was it Xavi Alonso? Is that what his name was? Alonso, the Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Xavi yeah, Alonso. yeah, yeah. Cool, the cool, the cool yeah, looking yeah. one, yeah. But it's yeah, him. Yeah, um, very cool. He scored a belter from about 30 yards away once. It was lovely. Like I was I, I as soon as I dived, I knew I weren't getting it, but you have to dive just to make yourself sure you don't look like a kid. But it was a lovely goal. And I, I was it's almost like you're clapping it as you die. It was lovely. Brilliant goal. <laughs> have you ever done one of those theatrical? I bet you have all the theatrical time. dives all where you know time. you can just get it. But you want to go for all the time. <laughs> okay, worst goalkeeping error. Oh my god! Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be when Paul Robinson scored from about 150 yards away. He scored from. <laughs> he scored from the edge of his own box. He had a, a free kick <laughs> and he wellied it. And Big Dan Shitu just kind of went nope and moved like last second <laughs> back on the edge of my box. Went over me. Went in. Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah, that horrible. one. I remember that one. That was and you just went to go get okay, the ball so and kicked it back up. It was like, come on, let's happened. go. Yeah. You went, yeah, come on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we've already done best career moment. That was the League Cup win. Is there are there any others when we say best career moment rather than sort of maybe lifting a cup or something more individual? Um, best career moment, a, a real nice one. Just probably to just to show you kind of about a bit about what like Ronaldo was like as a guy. Like when when it came to the penalty shootout like the full-time whistle went and I remember walking up thinking oh it's penalties like blah 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 and I remember he came up to me and he put his arm around me bearing in mind I'm older than him I was like two years older than him he put his arm around me like a little boy and um, he's gone he's gone this is your moment you know this is your moment and I was like that's pretty sweet you know That's and I, I actually one of the, I don't tell stories I hate telling like old stories but, but I say that to my kids just to say like how humble you can be even though you can be this and that you've still got to have your humility about it all right, let me ask a question. Do you keep in contact with any of the, the old hitters from United? 
only Van der Sar, only Edwin Van der Sar. Like again, like just lovely bloke though, mate. Goalies are, are most goalies you come across are nice people. Like but Edwin was class. Like I did learn a lot from him. To be fair, not just goalkeeping, just as he was as a bloke, he was like so calm and chill, and like he was just lovely, like lovely, effortlessly lovely. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's as good as we expected it to be because yeah, everybody that we said has spoken about you in the past um, just speaks about what a brilliant guy you are and it's been a pleasure. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, no, honestly, it's been my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Everybody says how nice you two are and it didn't disappoint. You've been absolute stars. Oh. Thank you so much. Hey. Hi, my guy, man. I was excited <laughs> Thank about you this. so much, I was ben. excited and it was, it was straight beast mode. All right, Ben, you're that guy, my brother. Blessings. Let's thanks. Honestly, that was wicked. Well done, you lot. Well done. We say it every week by a probably favourite one to date there. That was great. Yeah, man. I told you, bro. Papa, 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 humble so guy. No, he was good, man. He's so balanced. I love him, man. I love him. Really cool, isn't it? Really cool. Uh, he can come back on anytime he likes. Um, ben Foster, amazing guest. We are going to do now our Super 6 fixtures for round 27. 27. Jeez. You can download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches to be in with a chance of winning £250,000 this week. And also don't forget about our Super 6 league. Join using the code SUPER6 and there is a £1,000 prize for the winner of that league. And another reminder, you can invite your mates to join Super6 and if any of your invited friends go on to win the jackpot, you will get £25,000. Not bad. Very nice. Prediction time, bio. Are you ready for this? Yep, yep, yep. I'm terrible at this, but I'm going to... 2021, I'm going to be good. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. First one, Leeds v Brighton. 3-1 Leeds. 3-0 Leeds. West Ham Burnley. 1-1. 2-0 West Ham. Cardiff Norwich. 2-1 Norwich. Oh, that's what I was going to go for. You liar. Oh, stick with it. 2-1 Norwich. 2-1 Norwich. Watford Huddersfield. I mean, you have to go for Watford win, right? When yeah, yeah I'm going to go for Watford win and it's at home. So I'm going to say 2-0 Watford. I'm going to say 3-0 Watford. Clean sheet for them, 100%. Okay. Bournemouth Luton. Bournemouth Luton. I'm going to say... 3-1 Bournemouth. I'm going to say 1-0 Bournemouth. Bristol City, Preston. 1-0 City. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm going to say 1-1. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it was slightly underwhelming, that last one, wasn't it? Yeah, just going to finish on a like, huge 1-1. Mm, okay. <laughs> that is it for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. How's your throat? Yeah, yeah, I made it. I made it. It started to get a bit croaky towards the end, but I made it. I made it. I think it suits you, this sort of sultry, soft voice. It's good. You reckon, yeah? I don't mind just because it goes up and down. I don't mind when it consistently stays. Yeah, you know, it's I, LW. I'm glad you lot enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you tune in next week because, you know, we just bring in the heat. I don't mind it like that, but it's when it's, I don't understand yet. Do you know that? That's, that's yeah, what like it uses it's... me. Like it's in the middle of breaking or something. Yeah. Um, our thanks as well. <laughs> thanks to Ben Foster as well. He's absolutely brilliant. We love that guest. If you want to get involved on Twitter, you can do follow us at Super6. Use the hashtag Super6Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to make sure the podcast downloads automatically each week. That is it for our bio. We'll see you next week, won't we? Hey, next week, people. Peace and love.